This is Behind the Exploratory Lenses, episode number 9, where I'm going to be discussing about one particular subject that I feel like I can always work on, especially this past week, I had to learn that I got plenty of work to do as a human being. And I cannot thank the Mount Triumph Leadership social media outlets enough for the fact that I have some time to think about where I need to work on the most. And I couldn't imagine a few years ago saying this because I was a little bit narrow-minded. It's a mixture of both open and narrow. But for a few years, I was extremely narrow-minded, and I think a lot has to do with my years at Idaho that made me from this rather content, open-minded, genuine, honest human being to more of a prickish, you cross the line, I cannot respect you human being. And no matter how much I try to bring the old me, it's not feasible. Can I bring some character elements from those times to my current life? You bet. But bringing back nostalgia and bringing back what I used to be, it's just not doable. No matter how hard you try, no matter how anybody does it, it's not easy. And it's basically hard to bring back the old way. Most of us, including myself, do not really want to try to bring back certain aspects from the older age. I just don't know what happened or I don't know why I became what I am right now. To where, if I'm not doing X, Y, and Z, what am I doing with my life? I'm wasting time. Of other people, I'm wasting my own time trying to put in the hard work, blood, sweat, and tears. Because I don't know what am I doing. Where am I struggling? Because I've been struggling. I think all of us have struggled this year. No matter how much you want to deny it, all of us have struggled in some capacity this year. And if you don't think that way, then that's your prerogative. And I mentioned it right at the very beginning of the series, a couple months ago. No matter you're a teacher, a doctor, or even working in the professional world of media, we've all endured something. And in this time and age, patience is a lost art. It has been. For me, it's really non-existent because I'm not the most patient human being out there. Never claimed to be one. In this profession, you got to be on it. If you're not at a certain level, you cannot be content enough. I used to be a people-pleasing person. I still am to a degree, but I can't please anyone. I try that, and it's not work at the end of the day. Even if you try, there's always going to be a detractor or somebody writing you off. This year has been no different. 2016 and 2017 as well. That's where I felt like all the stuff that I realized I'm really good at, no one is going to care in the grand scheme of things. That's where you realize who are showing their true colors. And that's how I felt, whether people have moved on, or I just have not been open enough to be, I don't know, willing to expand and establish a stronger friendship with certain people. Don't get me wrong, there's some that I still put my trust on, whereas others I cannot put any trust or any say without feeling like eventually they're going to screw me over or turn their backs against me in difficult times. I'd imagine all of us had our backs turned, where people have changed, for better or worse. And that's just part of life. It's an unfortunate thing. But that's just part of the cycle that we go through. We have a phase where we like somebody. And then after a while we lose it. And we move on without any sign of a warning. Or a reminder that we're moving on. Or that individual is willing to move on. That in mind. I'd rather be in Tennessee and or Iowa. Doing what I love. In person, because that's where I thrive the most, where I don't feel like a complete buffoon and say to myself, why am I making too many errors? Why am I taking too long to write this? Why is my brain not processing things the way it should have been like a year ago or even in 2018? I don't know if it's I'm fatigued or I'm overwhelmed or I just done with certain things. Or I just feel like I need to be at a racetrack shooting photos, writing, and maybe build my stock. Whereas being at home, I cannot build my stock. 
sucked. I felt like I'd gained nothing this year. The tail end of a year ago, that's where I felt like I was getting going. I was building a name. Especially what happened with the Todd Gillen ordeal. And even the year before when, when I was there covering the Meridian race that Haley Deegan won. Right now, what have I gained? I feel like I've gained nothing this year. Other than just realize that I got to work on some self-esteem issues. And realize I need to be better as an advocate. The efficiency elements, I feel like I'm fine. I've never had any issues when it comes to efficiency. Because I, when I want to do something, I want to accomplish it. Even if it's ridiculous or I feel like I don't have to, I still did it. Last week at Road America with the IndyCar ran, I had to write about practice. I had to write about qualifying because it had to be quick. It was a quick turnaround. There was no time for rest. And it's difficult when you're not at the track or when there's no opportunities to really say to yourself okay do I want to approach them when there's little time and I had to publish a certain article real quick so people can look at it and say, oh, okay, I'll tune in. Or, oh, okay, I'll keep that in mind. When you have an open gap, like a few hours or even a day, then you can be more patient. But when it comes to very tight time periods where qualifying is 30 minutes long and then about 60 minutes after the session, the race is about to get going. You have to do what you can. And I felt like this week, as much as I'd rather have been in Alcart Lane, I don't know what I would be doing cooped up in the press box, but at least I'll be there. People will know I'm there. And then maybe they say, okay, maybe this guy has some problems. Or, all right, he's willing to sacrifice their health and livelihood to cover the sport. That's how I see things. When I'm not at the track, when I'm at home, I feel like I'm not there enough. And I cannot build my name being at the house. And with Motorsports Reviewed, more than ever, we need that time period where we need to be out there. To where I feel like it's going to grow back to where it was when I arrived in 2018. Right now, essentially, it's a two-person staff with the editor-in-chief glancing from afar. It's very difficult to navigate we're working independently try to keep the brand alive and in the most difficult time period to do so and then the more I think about it I realized this past week you know you just got to be more open-minded about enjoying what you do it helps when both IndyCar races delivered like Scott Dixon starting off the year 3-0 and Saturday Finished 12 the next day, and guess who won? His teammate Felix Rosenquist, who had a tremendous rally, a tremendous chase to cut down Pato Award, who won the pole and dominated, but Pato wore out his rear tires, and then Felix was just much quicker and more efficient, and he got by and won. Those are some great stuff. Then I realized, you know, it wasn't that bad. This past week wasn't that bad being at the house. No matter how much I would rather have been there, I was content for the first time and probably in a good-ass while. Doing what I want to pursue and hopefully continue past 2020. Because right now, I'm just seeing it as, will I be around in 2021? Will Motorsports Tribune be around in 2021? I have no clue. I don't really want to think about it. This week will be difficult because I feel like I should be at Bristol right now. I should be in Iowa. But with Iowa, as long as the product is good with IndyCar and I'm okay and understand what the hell I'm going to write and what I'm focusing on, I feel like I'm going to be alright. Whereas in NASCAR, I don't feel the same way right now. To the point I felt like I have no ire or desire to write about the sport right now. My mind is focusing on IndyCar to deliver excellent stuff. Although I felt like I took way too long writing in articles. I was all over the place. I was not overall happy of how my articles and my works came out. The mind process was okay, but the overall execution, I was not too happy about it. But at the very least, following it, covering it, tweeting about it, I enjoyed. Whereas in NASCAR, I have no genuine interest right now. And a lot has to do just the fact that it may not be till the fall, or at all, to be at the track for the cup. 
or do photos. I feel like down there, I thrive a lot to do photos. I have a redemption arc lined up to the time I'm finally able to go and feel like, okay, I can go. Don't have to worry about transportation issues and say, okay, this is doable. I can make this work. When the West stuff happened at the beginning of the year and they don't come back to it till the absolute very end, you're in a box. And that's when my associate editor told me, would you rather be at the track sitting in a press box all race long? Would you rather do that or be at home and wait for better things to come and the pandemic to die down? He certainly has a point. And that's where he got me thinking, you know, this prickish attitude, this piss poor mindset that I've been having needs to end. I feel like once I get that out of my head, then maybe I'll feel more open and more happy to write at home. Especially on the NASCAR side. Sure, it doesn't help when certain groups don't reply quick or they just completely drop the ball and ruin what might have been a real feel-good article that maybe, I don't know, will boost morale, boost momentum for the site. When they cannot do that, even if it's a small team, because that's what it is, a small team that could use any coverage. My mindset says if they're not going to play along or commit to it, then that's their loss. I'll just simply say, period, no questions asked, I'm not going to cover you anytime soon, unless if I'm at the track and you pursue stronger results to where, okay, you did it again. Then, if I'm there, I'm willing to walk around and cover you and interview you. But when you don't do that, or even just continue the communication after a certain point, then why am I covering somebody or entity that is not willing to do the same favor for us. But for others, they have no issue. And that to me is really shady. And I've been through some shady <laughs> in my life. Especially the past several years. Where certain things are meant to happen. And they just simply don't. And the ones who are willing to open the doors. And let me do my job the way I want to. Then I'll be gratifyingly happy to do so. I'll be more than willing to do business. If somebody's not willing to do business after a certain point. Or just drop the ball. Why would I do business going forward? I think that's the right mindset. If they're not willing to help you out, why help them? And then after that anger Thursday night, I went into Friday thinking, you know, that's their loss. I'm just going to have to move forward and not let this bother me. Like I mentioned multiple times, I'm willing to discuss about problems that I had from the past. But like I mentioned in the last episode, that I'm not going to let a certain entity, an elitist entity from Idaho define me. So I, yeah, it took me a couple months to accept it. And say to myself, you know what, those guys, I'm not going to do business with you. And I'm not going to associate with any of those people involved. I did fine. I burnt the letter and moved on. Now past week and then certain topics from the Mount Triumph Leadership social media outlets, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram, it made me open to realize, you know, there are certain subjects that hits home. And there were a lot of them. And one in particular that I want to discuss is self-advocacy and self-efficiency. Efficiency, I have no issue because what it's entitled is pretty simple. And when I looked at the continuum, it's a little nice little graphic art that discusses certain things. And I said, you know, efficiency is not the issue because I'm willing to build relationships. More or less on the teacher side or even the editor side that I've had no issues before then. And just reflect. And when it comes to a certain point where I have a hard time making decisions, I usually find a way to come up with a solution. And I typically have done fine when the decision making is executed. Then I realized... Efficiency, I'm actually not that bad. I don't feel too terrible about working on my efficient level. This week, I just literally did that with the IndyCar coverage. I had to quickly write something about qualifying. And for me, qualifying 
what's there to write about qualifying other than, oh, this guy won the poll. Or like Saturday, Joseph Newgard won the poll. Or Sunday, Pot of War won the poll. What's there to write? I just try to do a summary. Summaries are not my foray. It's not. Or doing previews is definitely not my foray either. This year, I wanted to conquer some previews for IndyCar. It's not easy. Like the one for Iowa. In any race going forward, I got to come up with a certain theme with a preview for it to be intriguing and interesting. To where I say, okay, this is a different way to approach this preview. I'm happy with it. We're talking about five races in a span of 15 days that's going to wrap up this weekend at Iowa. Then after that, we won't be having any car action until next month in August with Mid-Ohio and of course Indianapolis. And hopefully by that point, I'll be at Indianapolis. I got to figure out a plan to make it properly work where I can make the most out of being there in Indiana for my first 500. Accomplish the number one goal I wanted to do within a certain time period, as that is to be either at Charlotte or Indianapolis by 2020. Charlotte, I still would like to go there one day, but honestly, that ship has sort of sailed because I'm more leaning towards the open wheel side where I feel like I'm more happy about it. Unless certain things change on the NASCAR side within the inner circle, I don't know where the positive light will come. Maybe it'll just take being at the NASCAR event again to make this redemption arc work because after what happened in February, I just want to cover one whole weekend. And I will not discuss about Daytona and the 500 itself until I bring one particular guest where we have to open the doors and discuss about it. And when I eventually discuss about it, you'll understand why it's sticking so sorely. Back to efficiency. I'm happy where I am because I gotta learn. The driven aspect I'm happy with. Whereas self-advocacy, I am far from happy with. And there's one particular show where it says, Speaking up for yourself. Learn how to get information. Finding out who will support you. Know your rights and responsibilities, problem solving, reaching out to others when you need help, learning about self-determination. Right away, determination is there. I would have given up this dream uh, if I had not found an outlet by the end of 2018. Fortunately, I was able to find one at the very beginning of 2018 where I simply started off the season without skipping a beat. And what I mean by what I was skipping a bit, start when the racing season starts. And that is speed weeks for me. Sure, you have the Rolex 24, but IMSA and sports car racing is not my foray when it comes to covering it. It's not my most strongest point as far as knowledge. When it comes to photography, I have no issue. I would love to do another IMSA event for photos. Because I feel like I had so much fun doing the ones at Long Beach. I feel like I can do more with that. But let's go back to determination. I, I, there would have not been a determination had it not been for getting that opportunity to be more sports review. And then this past week it made me think, you know, would you better be off dead in a grave six feet under right now or just be simply happy with the fact that you have an outlet to write about that has gotten you to certain avenues this goes back to high school as well when my history teacher senior year Dinwiddie, Mr. Dinwiddie no, not... Harry Dinwiddie, the race car driver that drove the past blue ribbon car and plowed it in the so-called Fatos wall, like one YouTube video has it. Yes, there was a race car driver with the last name Dinwiddie that drove the past blue ribbon car. Yes, there was, once upon a time, a past blue ribbon car in NASCAR. Back to Dinwiddie, the teacher. He simply put it this way, told me just to simply have fun. 2019 was the first time in my life I felt like I had fun doing what I do and explore. This year, this could be a perfect time. I don't know how I'm going to pull this off. Find things to make it fun. Covering IndyCar, even at home, it's been fun. Not going to lie. 
As long as the racing is good, there's something to tell about or something to keep an eye on and be emotionally invested, then I consider that fun. Sure, Cole Custer pulled a daring four-wide pass to capture his first NASCAR Cup Series win from out of nowhere because, uh, let's be honest, Custer has not had the greatest season. He's been a complete afterthought, but the last two weeks, he's there. He's there. To now we can fully say maybe this rookie class may rival 2006. Maybe rival 2002. Albeit 2002 was just Jimmy Johnson and Ryan Newman. Whereas Carl Lug and Shauna Robinson had no snowball's chance of hell competing with them, of course. Where was I? Just simply to have fun. That's why I'm trying to find things that keep it fun. This week will be certainly hard because I don't know what's fun in it right now. There's really no fun factor. This year has numbed me big time with everything that's happened with insider racing, outsider racing, and society. It's numbed me to just really be more invested and focused in the IndyCar. And I apologize for it. Formula One, I'm more interested, but right now, what do I want to cover? I just, I'm more happy covering it then and there. Like, if it's like Fernando Alonso going to Renault in 2021, there's some fun in there. Whereas NASCAR, I'm over it. Everything that's happened the past couple of months, I'm just kind of over it. I just want to focus on the racing, period. And Cole Custer's win made me realize maybe there's some joy in NASCAR every once in a while. Maybe there is when it comes to the racing. But let's go back to self-advocacy. But at the end of the day, let's just have fun. Let's go back to self-advocacy. Speaking up for yourself, there are times where I've, I've spoken up, whether it's rub people the wrong way or people misconstrued the whole ordeal with this one particular journalist that Nixon and I spoke about because that it was just simply, they just mixed it up, twisted it horrendously. And then from that point over, it's like, you know what? I'm done with opening up my mouth. So I got to work on that. Well, honestly, this is the outlet that I'm speaking of. So there, I'm doing okay. Gaining information, getting it. No issue at all. There really is no issue finding information. Then we come to finding out who will support you. And that is where self-advocacy is my absolute weakness compared to self-efficiency. That one right there. This year, I have no clue who really is there to support me. Because at times I feel like they're not supporting me enough or I feel isolated and lost. And I've had this battle all my entire life. Even when I was done with my tenure as a junior counselor, I have to realize who's really there to support me. I'd imagine from afar they do, but I feel like I need to know from the person to understand if they're there or not. I honestly, what I need to work on is I cannot let the numbers define me. And that is my main issue, numbers. I can probably not fill one hand of who really is there to support me right now. I cannot put five fingers up right now. So I got to work on that. Know your rights and responsibilities. And I know my responsibility is to keep anybody healthy and safe. If I'm willing to collaborate with somebody, if they're willing to accept the social distancing and or willing to wear a mask or that's mostly them. That's up to them. At the end of the day, I know my responsibility on any given race day or any given race weekend is to deliver and make sure I do a pretty good job writing about it. When I'm at the track, it's the matter of multitasking and balancing it. And then comes problem solving. When it comes to problem solving, I'm not too terrible, to be honest with you. And then reaching out to others when you need help. I have tried that. I tried. I'd imagine people have done this. It's the matter if they're willing to respond and willing to be open to hear you. When I have guests, I want to make sure I keep the context alive. Like, don't twist things. I do not like manipulating audio from other people. I don't. 
whatever they say go. Sure, there's some filler words that I have to eliminate, and there's some dead air and gaps that I have to erase, but that's just part of audio editing. That's that's just my thing. I want to make them sound good. I want them to have their story across as authentic and genuine as possible. But I've had times where I feel like I've not received help when I needed it. If nobody's going to help me out, I'm going to have to tough it out and do it my own. I'm going to be angry and upset about it. But eventually I had to move on and get it over with. And as long as I feel like, okay, I got it done. Sure, it would have been nice to get some help when I needed it. I'm at a different point where I'm like, okay, on to the next challenge. And then, of course, we're back to self-determination. And at the end of the day, I got to still be determined and hungry to make sure to keep Motorsports Tribune alive, keep my career alive, and showcase I'm not going to let people define me. I'm going to make sure that I'm here to stay. But when it comes down to it, self-advocacy. Know yourself, know what you need, and know how to get it. Right now, I don't know what I am. I don't know what I honestly need to find myself to be genuinely happy. And I think, going back to what Joey said last year, I need some time to pause and reflect and look at what I've done and look what I've learned. And I feel like there's still some learning to do. And I feel like I still don't have a true definitive answer. Not right now. Maybe a couple months ago I did. But at this time I don't know. That's why self-advocacy is the thing I want to work on the most. Because I know there's some room to go. I poured my heart and soul into many things. But when it comes to return. I haven't had one where I said okay. I've done this. And this is what I've earned. In a good manner. And I'm happy about it. I still got some work to do. And also being more open. Because there's some stuff I want to tell them. But I'm too hesitant. Too much of a coward to open up to say it. And it's probably explaining why at 25 years old. I've not been in a serious relationship. Because I don't know if it's the fear. Or it's going to burn bridges if I open up. And this goes to another subject. Dismissive. That individual in 2017. This view that I have from 2016 through 2017 dismissive it was one side if that person was not willing to listen then again it was going to be difficult to get to get that individual to listen to begin with then why am i wasting my time it was a tough pill to swallow that i just had to accept that that person is not willing to move on and not being not open to listen i have to move on and from that point on i can care less what that person is doing i gave that person an opportunity that person was not willing to take it oh well fine I'll move on. That's the thing about this show. Empathetic listening. I want to hear their side. I don't want to be dismissive and just trying to advise them to do this and do that. Because that's one thing that is pretty alarming that I've learned as well. No matter how much I'm willing to be listen to those dismissive thoughts, when I hear somebody else, I gotta be different. I can't be dismissive and tell them this and that or vice versa. Because I can do some damage. And I feel like the dismissive side has damaged me quite a bit. And I don't want to provide that same courtesy to them i want to be more empathetic i want to be there for them and this outlet is one way for it to happen and going forward whoever i have on i want to make sure you guys feel that way that i'm not dismissive like some people can be sometimes sure some ideas i'm open i'm like okay i just got to be more patient but overall anybody out there listen to them listen to them maybe you don't have to say a word just un- or just comfort them i don't know what Whatever choose your own boat works for you. But at the end of the day, self-advocacy is my burden. And I know I gotta work on that. Hopefully, by the end of the year, I could go back to say, you know, I actually made that work. I was willing to openly work on being more better on the advocacy side of things. So then, I'm no longer just 
an efficient human being, but also an advocate person. And that is going to be my closing thought about this subject matter. Because all of us can use some change. And I hope you guys are willing to change as well. That's up to you guys. How you want to change. That in mind, if you're going to cook in a windy 66 degree day, make sure you have a jacket. I don't know why was it so cold, the 66 degrees in Washington to cook chicken. I'd rather be in Texas than the 85 to 100 degree temperatures cooking because I don't have to worry about a jacket. I hope you learn a little bit more how I feel about certain things and why I am the way I am because all of us could work on that. And with that being said, behind the exploratory lenses on Facebook, Instagram, Luis D. Torres 94 at L-U-I-S-D-E-S and David T-O-R-R-E-S-9-4 Twitter at TLT Files You can find Behind the Exploratory Lessons this episode and all the other ones beforehand on my website Luis Torres Multimedia and also on the fine outlets of Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio Google and Apple So until we meet again, no matter how hard you work, there's always room for improvement and you always gotta show your worth and stand for what you believe in No matter how many people write you up, pursue, and never quit. And go where your heart is. Catch you guys later.